Welcome to Critical Ditto tonight. I'm your anchor, Stuart Clark. Beside me, my co-anchors. Good evening. My name is Alistair Hill, and I am playing the part of Kenny Mullet. Um, he is a hex maniac, but he's a lovely guy, really. He has with him a dark tricks called Bowtie, a magic arp called Moustache, and of course, a salandit called Hoops. Thank you for the update, Ali. Our headline from David. Hello and welcome to another special broadcast. I am David Leavesley. Uh, with me this evening, we'll be discussing the story of Theo, a renegade member of the Church of Slaslo, who in their possession has a meditite, a swaddle, a kabuto, and some reports have told us a togekiss. Thank you very much, David. And now we go to Tom with the sport! Greetings and salutations, team. Now, I know there's been some serious uh, updates from across the globe, but today I'm here at the Brandy Convention. Uh, Brandy is, of course, a pink-haired ex-cheerleader of the Pokemon champion Gary Smoke. She has with her a Baneri called Wimpy, a Skaroopy called Gary, and a Munchlax called Snorleone. Okay, back to you. I felt like you guys really framed your reports better than I did. I just went, yeah. I just basically said what I normally said, but really, really boring. <laughs> you know what? Curse of going first. Curse of going always, first. I, yeah. No slight on you. Do you want to go again, no, Ali? Do you want to I go don't. again? Because I'll send it to now you. The pressure, I've got the ball. Here no, it comes. No, the pressure's on now, and I just make it worse. Paper shuffle, paper shuffle. And that concludes our broadcast tonight. In other news, what happened last time? Previously on Critical Ditto... We are in a strange mirror world. But I've come to terms with my dark void. The good and bad parts of me, I've got them under my control. I would suggest that what we should do is go on a recall. In the past, I have managed to share vision with Pokemon. I could try to do the same thing again. This sort of plinth rises up from the middle of the floor and there's an egg in the middle. You realise there's something written on the egg. For Kenny, you recognise the handwriting. And it's the same handwriting that wrote the note, Find Theo. Kenny, you warg yourself into this male combi, but you also succeeded in warging Theo and Brandy into the combi <laughs> as well. As you fly in combi form outside the window, you notice a small opening in the hull of the train above you. You are now inside the church train carriage. Several of the cells are occupied in this area. One is occupied by Calico. You see something awful happening in the cell immediately below you, Malamar. Their disgusting tentacles are wrapped around this poor church member's head and seem to be sucking something out. You see in the next cell along, Kanan. Cowering beside Kanan is the long white-haired figure of Hillary. Theo, using this great knowledge of the depth that a combi's moveset can plumb, shatters the lock of this cage. Kanan and Hillary try to dash, getting towards the door, but this tentacle gets around their ankle and pulls them down. Theo's decision is attack the tentacle of the Malamar so that they relinquish Kanan. You dive in, bug buzz ready. You fire at the Malamar's tentacle. Something critical has happened elsewhere in the train. A red light flashes in the corner of a screen. The screen leaps into life. A small logo appears in the corner. Nidorian Express TV broadcast. We see a man of significant stature with thinning white hair and bulbous red glasses perching on a steep nose talking to the camera. The man has aggressive features and a large chin. He wears an extravagant white ruffled coat and a medallion that resembles a green insect. Is it on? Well, is it pointing at my face? 
Good. And we're alive. Dumb, dumb trainers riding this train. You think you're tough, don't you? I can see your doughy little faces coiling into grins of self-satisfied confidence. Sickening! You're also weak. Weak like your soft, fleshy skin bags suggest. Look at this kid. Thought he had what it took to penetrate the carapace of me. Gym Leader Kitan. A handheld camera pans away from Gym Leader Kitan and shows a teenage boy of around 18 years old. He has shocking red hair and handsome angular features. He rounds his shoulders in defeat, but there is an inextinguishable energy to his eyes. The camera pans back to Leader Kitan. Get this. <laughs> this kid used to be moderator of an S-Class Trainers fan forum. <laughs> Thought he could give competing a go himself. <laughs> Don't make me laugh so much. I'll bust my thorax. A fanboy becoming a trainer. A supporter joining the esteemed ranks of those who actually compete. <laughs> The camera follows Kitan as he moves over to the defeated red-haired trainer and lays a heavy white-coated arm over his shoulders. Listen, kid. Bit of advice from someone who actually is a trainer and doesn't just cheer them on. Kitan's large mouth and twisted mandible teeth open into a thin smile. Stick to the sidelines. People like you will never make it in the big leagues. Kitan pushes the boy out of frame. Any other wimpy trainers on this train think they have what it takes to rip the Exo badge from my cold-hardened claws? I'll be waiting in my nest. A disclaimer flashes at the bottom of the screen. He means the battle car. The screen flashes off. We pan out to see we have been looking at a TV monitor in the Medical Bay car, where we rejoin Brandy, Theo, and Kenny. Well, I feel directly called out, seemingly. <laughs> I wonder what type of Pokemon he uses. He seemed very, very bug-like, but I'd hope that wouldn't be the case. Gym leaders don't like bug types. You must be forgetting about my favourite gym leader, Insector, <laughs> one of the other great gym leaders of the Formia region. Hold on, hold on just one second. Are we saying that the, the absolute rubbish that we came out with for the promo is canon? No one's saying it or not saying it. Exactly. Kenny, all I'm saying is there's already a bug gym leader in Insector. Insector is so not licensed. Fake gems. Okay. okay fake gems. Fake right. gems. All right, everybody. Some of, us, some of us fans of Insector would like to say that maybe... Wasn't he the only real gym leader in the Formula region? I'm just going to leave that there. Is that because he's the only one Theo actually beat? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we both used to be part of the same male combi fan forum. We've got some, <laughs> we've got some relations that go back. What I think is most concerning about this fella is he didn't so much use bugs. It was more like he was a bug. I feel like him and Pete would get along. Yeah, definitely. And he also seemed like a genuinely awful person as well. Another reason why him and Pete would get along. You provide a really compelling argument, Brandy, for the fact that we know you're going to make us go to see him. <laughs> well, look, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, this, we've got some time to kill. We've got um, some time to kill. Barnaby... Do we have some time to kill? We just saw somebody approach somebody we know... With a laser gun. Actually, we don't know them, but you seem to have a pretty strong response and we were all sharing one brain. So, boy, a minor miracle, we actually know everything you do because we shared a consciousness. Yes. All right, Theo, I get it. Logically, we should go and try and figure out what's going on there. But you know what else? 
Some people just need a gym badge. Barnaby freaking Tims has a gym badge, Theo. Brandy, at that moment, you realise there's a bit of paper stuck to your shoe. Just flapping. Uh, And as you look down, you see that at some point when Brandy trod in a puddle or something and picked up a little bit of newspaper from the Piranar station, and it's that picture of Bash and Heron with Setter Kappa around them, and a bit of the headline just saying again, Formia's newest hope for champions. Ugh. They were displaying that they already had, like, a gym badge or two, I think, already. And a high dragon and a Garchomp, so, you know, they're going to help. They had a they had a Garchomp. There's another S class trainer hanging out in the background who may have caught the Garchomp for. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Or they used the Extreme Ball. Like maybe it's Dramoxis. What an Elite Four but member. Actually, let's say let's say that part of the picture is not on your shirt. <laughs> we can't see that. We don't know. Okay, I get it. We need to go to the church car sort of now because Hillary is in danger very clearly, and probably whoever the other person was as well. Who was the other person? Oh, just, you know, my major mentor and teacher of everything I've ever learned and the person who handed me that Togekiss that saved all of our lives, but continue to tell us about why they might not matter to any of us. It's just, it's fine. Also, though, did anyone else see Calico? Oh, he did. What a callback. God, it has been three days since we saw him. It feels like it's been 25 years. Amazing beard growth from him, though. He looked so bad now. Do we think Calico shaved his head? I'm kind of into that look. <laughs> he's got, like, temporary tattoos. But it's just been, like, a biro instead of, like, proper stuff. Yeah, and he's been trying to do press-ups now. That's his new thing. <laughs> Gonna get prison buff. But they're so slow. They're so slow. He does one press-up. Hey, that's good. The eccentric isolation would be fantastic. Maybe it's working for him. Yeah, I mean, he was already quite hot. Now he's getting now he's getting prison buff. So in conclusion, Theo, I don't think it's good for your libido to go to the prison car. Well, I mean, we don't need to go to the prison car, but we could also stop off in the prison car. But what <laughs> we could stop off there for a brief period of time. Maybe the two of you go to do a gym for what fifteen minutes. I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, but I think at this stage we could safely say that Kanan are running as far away as possible from the church car, but also the battle cars in the same direction. I guess we try and find them on the way. That thing, that creature, was. Terrifying. Yeah, what was that, Theo? Uh, that was a Pokemon known as Malamar, part psychic, part dark type, and incredibly powerful, which is why it really is a sign of how good I am as a Pokemon trainer that I managed to take it down. I mean, I think it's more on the combi, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it was me working with the combi. Well, I, I, I'm sorry to talk first of all, I feel like, you know, I was very much in the driving seat on that combi and I've, I've had some like real life victory experiences that I was able to draw on. Oh, I'd you love know. to see where those come from. Was that for <laughs> defeating the Caterpie or was it for... De- you know what? We've done this argument <laughs> enough times. I just like to point out that neither of you would be there at all if it wasn't for me being so weird. So yes, thanks to you, Kenny. We were all stuck <laughs> in a Pokemon's brain. Do you know what it was? It was weird having a combi brain for a good 10 minutes. It freaked me out. I saw... 18 different versions of the world at the same time. It was creepy. I don't want to talk about it. I don't know what you're talking about, says Theo, while their hands are slowly but surely moving like tiny little wings. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they pan out. And as the conversation's been going, we've all been moving our arms up and down in the flying motion because we're just so used to it. As as we pan out from this strange winged image, we see Robin, the, the nurse, along with Nurse Ring in the medical car, taking a call on the other side of the room. She looks quite worried, and you can overhear from where you where you are. She seems to be being told that some high-profile client is bringing their Pokemon to the medical car immediately, and they need to make they need to make room. They need to make space. How convenient! <laughs> what you're saying is what we hear is Robin going, "Uh huh, a high-profile client needs some space in the car." Do you want me to play out? Do you want me to play out? Fine, fine. I need to get everybody out. I need to move this episode along. What? Ring, 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 
Ring, ring. Uh, hello, hello, Robin here at the medical car. Uh, yes, yeah, it is me. My day, my day's going great, thank you. Uh, oh, we don't have time for small talk? That's fine, that's fine, that's very good as well. Okay, to, uh, oh gosh, really? I, so a, a very high-profile client bringing their Pokemon and... Well, there's plenty of room. Well, we, no, we will make room. We'll make room, of course. Okay, well, there's three people... Okay, all right, I'll speak to them. I'll speak to those three. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Chief Train Inspector Arnold. <laughs> yes. Yes, that did make this conversation worth it. Yes, thank you. All right. All right, good day. Bye-bye. Jeez, Bye-bye. I wonder what okay. that phone call was about. <laughs> well, I hope I hope you weren't listening in on my, my private telephone call. You were talking you... very loudly. How, why are you still here? I'm not really sure. <laughs> we were having a second nap. Remember we had our, remember we had our first nap and we I just did, needed yeah. a second nap. <laughs> Yes, Blissy told me about that. That is that is very odd. You are you are starting to arouse my suspicions, and I think maybe perhaps it's time for you to get back to your allocated seating. Come back if you're hurt, but maybe for now, off you go. Tiddly pop. And off you go. Bye-bye. Okay, so where are you going? Brandy, do you think we had someone in our carriage who knew about this Kitan fella? We could go in there and I don't know why, but I've just got a feeling that he like owes me a couple of questions that I could cash in at any moment. So we could potentially get some information for you. Okay, well, let's not get distracted in the daycare. My thought, everyone, is we cover our eyes and ears as best we can and we just say la 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 as we walk through. Hi, hoity! No, no, no! Brandy grabs Kenny. We're not taking on any more side quests. I'd love to describe to you exactly what is going on in the daycare centre, um, but obviously all of your senses are covered up. That Mr. Rhyme character's got an Arceus! Where did that <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, Hoity Toity has managed to assemble all of the tight plates and is uh, <laughs> forming the summoning circle in the middle of the room. We were in that medical car for a long time. <laughs> the kids are chanting. <laughs> No, Stu. The kids were the type plates. Whoa! That was his big scheme. That's the twist. That this is some midsummer twist. level craziness. I absolutely <laughs> oh, love no. it. So, so if you had opened your eyes, you'd have seen Timmy just melting into a poison type plate. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought I was normal, and I guess I am. Oh wow! As he morphs into a normal plate. Just all the children singing a song in like ancient languages as they slowly dissolve into the carpet. Well, nothing to see here. Okay, moving on. Through the daycare and into the passenger car. We head to our, our car. Yeah, Cassius Flash is in there, absolutely. Snoozing. Oi. Try not Oi. to yell. Excuse Try me. Try not to yell. Mr. Flash. No. Oh, it's us. Remember us? You're back. I thought I thought I gave you my pass. I thought you you were going to a trainer lounge. We was wondering if perhaps you could give our friend here a little information 
on this uh, this Chitin gym leader. She's going to fight him. Chitin is such a mother mucker. Sir, please. I am barely of age. Hey, this is... This is how it is in the real world, little dude. <laughs> this is it, all right? Look, you promised me, you promised me a nap, all right? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't agree to this. You've had a massive nap. Even we had a nap. No, no, you see, naps, naps have different definitions. Some, some, some are long naps, some are power naps. This, this is an extended nap. This is a nap that lasts for a good portion of this journey. I will get up to eat. So it's a sleep. You're having a sleep. Yes. <laughs> Well, according to the Formian texts on socially appropriate forms of slumber in public places, a text that I'm incredibly familiar with from reading it many times in the Surfloat Towers library, I can assure you that a nap can only last for one hour at most. So you've had your nap. Cassius Flash takes a big breath, sighs it out, moves to a sitting position. Fine. Five minutes. What can you tell us about this Coyton fella? What's my friend? What should she expect? The friend is, is is not here. The friend is, we're just asking for another friend. Is this is this code? The friend you, Kenny? Oh no, Brandy's the friend. No, I'm not the friend. I'm Theo's the friend. Aww. I'm not the friend. I have so many friends now. No. Well, Theo's never been a friend, I suppose, but... Okay. Who here is actually friends with each other? I'm friends with both of them. There was a nursering before that I I could probably define as a a friend. No, we're all friends, Cassius Flash. It's just that the friend who wants some information about Kitan isn't here. But if she was here and she was looking for, let's say, a guaranteed way of beating the gym leader Kitan, how would she go about it? Cassius is just looking at his behind-the-substitute questions here. Um, <laughs> questions are, is your character telling the truth? What's your character really feeling? What does your character intend to do? What does your character wish I'd do? And how how could I get your character to such and such? Which I think Kenny already used. Uh, I guess, is your character telling the truth? I see. So we've just asked him a question. Cassius can respond, and then Kenny's going to use up one of the behind-the-substitute questions, which is like, is that true? Okay. You want to beat Kitan? Well, not me, a friend, but... A friend would like to guaranteed beat Kitan because let's say the friend hasn't had great luck in battles previously. Sure, sure, whatever. I'm just going to like ignore your weird subtext, odd stories, inverted air quote friends. I mean, as I said, I hate the dude. So I'm just going to tell you exactly what he hates. The man is not a fan of fire in any way. If you have a fire type Pokemon or um, I mean, even if you just have a lighter in your pocket or something, that would probably give him the shivers. Right. And... If 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 this person didn't have a fire type, would there be a way to get a fire type, or would you perhaps lend your fire type? I don't know. Oh. What have you got? Have you got a Charizard, perhaps? <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Oh man, Brandy, you have caught me on a really, really, really lucky day. Yeah. As as luck would have it, I just happen to have a Magmortar just just stuffed in the trunk, ready oh, wow, that to sounds go. Really don't good. even need it. You know, I've already got two Magmortars, so I could just no. I'm not going to give you a Magmortar, no. Why do I hate this guy so much? Would you like your pillow, Brandy? Yes, give me the pillow. Cassius has already taken all the pillows available in the car and is using five of them as pillows for his bed. You don't need that many pillows, Cassius Flash. Yes, I do. Give me one yes, of- I do. Give me one of the pillows. I need all the pillows. All right, I'm going to wrestle one of the pillows from Cassius Flash. Okay, great. Uh, let's roll. Yeah, yeah, maybe just a plus tough roll. Okay, it's a nine. Oh, hello. Oh, that's pretty good. So it's a mixed success. The only one that you can get is the, the topsoil. The the one that's absolutely, you know, all hot from his matted, horrible hair. and uh, Definitely been drooled on. 
There is a, a small scuffle between the two of you. It's all very immature. It's very much like, get off! But eventually, yes, you end up with a pillow, only it is the most soiled, most disgusting one of his five pillows. You are disgusting. And you know what? You can have your sleep, because we're going to be leaving you now, because we're going to tell our friend this information, and she, if she were here, she probably would say, thank you for some help, but you could have said it in a nicer way. We're going to go to the church car now, so you can enjoy this space. Uh, good, 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 good night. And he rolls over and moves the remaining pillows over his ears. In terms of your, your fire Pokemon, Brandy, yes. But we'd have these random Pokeballs from Munchlax, and you, if one of them's a fire type, you could pick one of those if you want. I've already got them. Oh my god, Kenny. Kenny, you're a genius. Munchlax swallowed them all, so I, I suppose technically all four are mine. I suppose, if that was the... But you know what? I'm a nice person, you know this. Theo, I, all I would ask is that if there is a fire type among this, that that's, that's the one for me. Okay. Would that be would that be okay? That's fine by me. So we've got four. Now, okay, here's the question about these Pokeballs. Because obviously these are Pokemon that belong to another trainer. They've been snagged. They've been snatched. It's not like just finding some wild Pokemon. I don't know how to address this kind of mechanically. There was a little part of my brain, a little tiny slice of the hypothalamus that would hope you'd forget all about them <laughs> and they'd just disappear into a reflect somewhere. Here we are. They've been directly addressed. Check they're, off they're Pokeballs. They're right at the forefront right now. In my head, it might not be an issue in your head, but in my head, I'm like, these were trainers Pokemon that just got stolen away. Are they going to be like, yeah, all right, guess you're mine now. Morally and narratively, we will probably have to return these Pokemon. Okay, so 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 we can just we can just roll some random number generators and find out what we get. But it might be that if it's if it's a really good one, it, it might not listen to you in any way. Oh, for sure. We're going to be playing flirt with your Pokemon as hard as possible. By the way, this just in: really, really sad news is that one of the Pokemons did get digested by Munchlax's stomach acid, and now there are only three. <laughs> Munchlax had just got a super acidic stomach. She's decided that an innocent Pokemon who got stolen is now dead. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> no, no! It's now dissolved in stomach acid of a Munchlax. It, wait, no, no. It was, because do you know what? It was a swallow. So now it just lives in the stomach acid. It's part of the stomach acid now. That that doesn't feel like a better solution. We're doing a scene in Munchlax's stomach. Okay, here we I go. Some, somebody play partially digested cauliflower. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. So we, we awaken in Munchlax's stomach. There are uh, three other Pokeballs floating in there, but one of them dissolves away. And we see the, the, the purple gooey substance of a swallow emerge from the digestive acid. Swallow. The swallow <laughs> looks around at their new abode, which looks fleshy and smells funny. But, but swallow feels good. Very good swallot. about this thing. They can swoosh and swill in this disgusting acid for, for all their lives. Cuter fly. A cuter fly. That had been swallowed by Munchlax also enters the scene. Cooterfly. Swallowed. Waylord. <laughs> Munchlax obviously swallowed a waylord to swallow the fly to swallow the swallow. 
And it looks like they're, they're in some real trouble now. Munchlax is, is having a really bad time. Do you know what, Tom? Yeah. I want you to add acid to Snorleone's move. Oh, pool. that's so yes. good. <laughs> I will take it. Does it, have we got there? Have we got there? We've got there. Everyone's satisfied. It's not inhumane. <laughs> it's while it's chilling in there. He's just providing an extra move. Could this be a <laughs> could this be a mechanic for Snorleone that whenever he needs a new move, he just swallows a Pokemon to teach it to him, like Kirby. <laughs> I, I, David, I'm going to let you know the secret. I don't want to do this scene. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I really think it went as far as it could go. And now it's time for the random Pokemon generator. have one Pokeball each. They will generate a random number between 1 and 893 and Stuart will tell them what Pokemon they've won! So it's time for the Random Pokemon Generator! Brandy's up first and she's rolled 659! So, Brandy, a keeper of the balls, what kind of ball is the one that you're about to open? This one is... <laughs> it's going to be great when we know what Pokemon's inside it and how wrong the ball is. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. I think it's a, a dusk ball. Okay. So, Brandy, so Brandy, you, you press the button in the middle of the dust ball and Wimpy was standing on the ground waiting to, uh, to see what would come out as well. Absolutely buzzing with excitement. And this light starts to flash. And it takes the form, and it looks almost entirely like Wimpy, and you're like, oh no, it's literally another Beniri. But then it starts to take form again, and you see that it looks very similar to Wimpy, but it is a little bit different. It's a Bunnelby. So it's got the similar massive ears, and turns and looks at Wimpy. Tom, what's, what's, what's the reaction? Bunnelby sees Wimpy, who just stares Bunnelby down, and uh, Bunnelby immediately goes, and it jumps into the gross pillow. All right, all right, all right. Calm down, calm down. Wait, sit, sit, sit there, sit there. Sit there. Sit there. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Sounds like an old woman. Theo, Theo, what's this? I mean, with that pillowcase on, it looks like a Mimikyu. Am I right? Am I right, ladies? Am I right? <laughs> oh no, nobody knows anything about Pokemon. Um, no, so it's a it's a Bunnelby. <laughs> right, is it a fire type? I can confirm it isn't, but then I don't know its entire move pool. Brandy, there is a small voice coming from your pocket. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're just you're just gonna go for Theo. You're gonna go for Theo over me, are you? Oh yeah, no, no, that's fine. I'm totally useless. Useless bit of technology. Me couldn't give you any information. I, I take out. Brandy takes out the Pokedex and she goes, "You know what? You know what? This is exactly why I didn't ask you. This is exactly why I thought about it. I thought, you know what? I should bring out my Pokedex here, but I didn't want to. And whose fault is that? That would be yours, Brandy. That would be yours saying like, oh, I could get information, but I choose not to. I choose to be ignorant. Okay. You, that's you. Okay. Do you want Do you want to do it? I point the Pokedex at Bunnelby. Do I want to do it? No, I don't. And it switches off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Now it's your turn, Kenny. And Kenny generated 430. Okay, Kenny, so what, what ball are you looking at covered in Munchlax slime? I think he's going to go for a love ball. 
I could do with adding someone cute and sweet and lovely to my team. You unfurl this love ball, kick the button again, and some little pink hearts go... <gasps> and the light flashes, and it's cute and lovely, and this I feel like there's some chimey music that goes along with it. And you see wings. Ooh. Feathers start coming in, and a beak, a yellow beak, and it starts to unfurl, and suddenly you see a colour, and the colour is jet black. And suddenly you can see there's a hat on it. A trilby hat that looks weirdly like Snorleone's. And I can tell you, Ali, that you have found a honch crow. Oh my god! Honch, honch crow. Oh, hey! Hey, Mr. Theo, what is this thing? Uh, that is a honch crow, the evolution of Murkrow. Kenny, what is what is this honch crow doing? How does it seem initially? Does it seem antagonistic? Honch crow has just hasn't moved at all. It is just locked eyes with Kenny. So it's just like staring you down. Tom, whose whose initials does Kenny find on the back of this love ball? I think actually you see a symbol that Kenny is quite familiar with, and it's actually a it's a Helsing symbol. Ooh. But yeah, just a Helsing symbol. That's great. That's great. Okay, fabulous. On a love ball, so- which is also great. <laughs> oh, an ironic love ball. To be honest, the Im- immediate response from Kenny is, Hello, mister. I like your hat. Okay, it's still not moved. Um, Kenny thinks he, he knows what's going on here and has, in his own mind, engaged Honchcrow in um, a stare-off. So I think I'd like to roll versus a stare-off against the Honchcrow. I guess that's an act-under-pressure roll. Yeah, seems fair. The pressure, the pressure being Honchcrow's stare. The water droplets have started to form around Kenny's head, but I'm like, no, I need to do this. I need to win. Is that plus cool? Plus cool, yes. I rolled eight plus one for my cool, so a nine. Okay, so on a seven to nine, the narrator is going to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. Ooh, okay. So you're going to win this staring contest, Ali. Yes! But... Is the price that I can... I, I know internally I can <laughs> never reveal my superpowers around him, otherwise it will instantly try to attack me. Ooh, that's kind of fun. Love that. Oh, is that is that how you sort of win the staring contest? You sort of suggest that you have no magic powers whatsoever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or you say you actively hate people with magic powers. <laughs> How do you prove you don't have powers or that you hate poker-powered people, Kenny? Maybe it doesn't have to be so much that Kenny shows something that proves that he's not powered so much as we just become aware that Honchko has a problem with people who do have powers. Kenny looks down and sees the Helsing thing. What was their symbol again? It was like a cross, like a Van Helsing crossbow. He turns it round to the Honchko. Do you know what this symbol is? And as he says that, he sees for the very first time a shimmer of pride go across that honchcrow's face and a smile and the chest just puff up a little bit. Kenny can glean from that that this was a proud, brainwashed Helsing Pokemon. Kenny realises that and goes, okay, if I don't want this thing to start hating me, we need to be on the same wavelength, at least to begin with. Because Kenny deep down thinks he can convert this Pokemon back towards the light. Well, I can see you're very proud. To be part of Team Helsing, I'm going to keep doing what they do and then return the Pokeball before he can sort of... But Honchcrow gives, gives you a nod. He gets it. Hunch, 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 crow. Theo, what did you get? Oh, let's, uh, let's take a look. Whoa, scary! And now it's time for Theo! 689! That's our highest number so far, Stuart. 
Theo picks up a moon ball, the most ludicrously pointless of all the Pokeballs, the male combi of Pokeballs, some have said, and uh, tosses it into the air. So you throw a moon ball. Ah, man. Uh, yeah, what is a moon ball? I don't even know how that thing opens. I guess I guess you'd see a moon. There's there's like some kind of moon stuff going on. <laughs> Maybe some moonlight. I'd I like to imagine some sort know. of like dry ice kind of spilling out of it, like a Bonnie <laughs> Tyler video. You hear a couple of lichen rock howling somewhere, and as this light dissipates and stuff, you start to see drips of water, as if something wet has come out of this ball. Um, and it's standing, you see these two legs, sort of claws, brown legs, and this rocky carapace, and then as you sort of move up this wet thing, it gets less impressive. As we pan up the, the rocky exterior of a, a barbarical. <laughs> Brandy immediately starts screaming at the sheer terror. It has a hand for a face. Oh, it's awful. I, I implore everyone, everyone to get a picture of Barbarical up right now so you know what you're looking at. That's the worst thing we've seen in this podcast. <laughs> Theo, is that thing going to pick things up with its face? I hope so. Does Theo love it? Theo absolutely loves it. Theo Theo loves an anthropomorphic Pokemon. Okay, so what's this Barbarical doing? I think this Barbarical high-fives its own face. <laughs> <laughs> With one hand at a time. It does it four times. <laughs> four consecutive self-high-fives to the face. I think Barbarical, after high-fiving itself four times, offers its face to Theo. And I think Theo does a high-five with both hands and then does a face high-five with the Barbarical. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is, this is the most simpatico I think anyone's been. I've never ever felt the need to use this phrase, but I'm going to use it now. And I feel like Theo and Barbarical are vibing. <laughs> How do we think this scene resolves in terms of everyone with their, their new Pokemon? Because obviously we're still just in the passenger car. Well, as she's holding up the bag with a bunnelby in it, just going absolutely mad. She's like, well, I don't think this thing's going to help me very much in the gym battle. Anyone else got any, well, any I, luck? I know that Cassius mentioned that fire was probably a good path to go down. But if you're looking for weaknesses for a bug type leader, you have a flying type and a rock type here. Both of them will be super effective in some way against bug-type Pokemon. Hunch, Crow, or Barbarical. Okay, if you're happy to lend me a bit of help here, but I'm, I'm not going to lie, they, they seem a bit... I don't want to use the term scary, because that's mean, but they both terrify me beyond belief. Oh, mine was absolutely terrifying. It didn't move. And Barbarical has got five hands, one of which is its own face. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? What does that even mean? I don't know why you're equating this beautiful judo rock with a fascist bird that is running the risk of potentially murdering one of our team members in its sleep. If I had to choose, I would obviously choose this beautiful stony boy over here. Boy! At this point, Theo and Barbarical do another high five absentmindedly. I, I understand. I understand that maybe you want to try it. I mean, you could use your own team, whatever, but I'm just saying, those are the type advantages. I mean, seeing, seeing as we didn't pull out any fire types, I feel like it would be remiss of me not to kind of mention that I literally do have a fire type. If it is a case of simply lending it to you. Okay, Brandy thinks for a second. She returns the bunnelby. 
I'll happily take on Barbarical and Hoops if that's going to win me the battle. That's what I need now. Good old win. Barbarical, are you in? Barbarical goes with all three hands over uh, over Brandy, asking for a triple high five. Barbarical! <laughs> God, this is oh, it's like the stuff of nightmares. It, it's the most unenthusiastic high fives you could probably imagine. That She almost like, just, like touches the hands one by one. She's not even blinking from eye contact with the eye hand thing. <laughs> it's just like shuddering fear. All of them have eyes on Tom. Every I, single hand has an eye on Tom. So. Oh my god, that's so cool. Oh, it's the yes. worst thing ever. It's so horrible. Oh my god, that's Always amazing. Always watching you, Brandy. If you'd have asked me before this campaign started, what Pokemon do you think will never come up in the game that you play by people choosing what Pokemon come up? I'd be like, Barbarical is definitely in the top five of Pokemon that would not appear in anyone's brain at any moment. And here we are. So, as we leave the passenger car with your newly acquired, well, borrowed, loaned, who knows where these Pokemon come from or what what their story will be now. But it's part of ours, so we're going to find out. Who's that Pokemon? Ding, ding, ding. Hello. Welcome to the midsection spa. Would you like to take a seat on one of our midsection deck chairs? I, I, I would love to. Me, and my, me, and my wife. We've been waiting for four, for four hours for this spa. And is that your, is that your son behind you? This is our, our large ginger son. Yes, he's, he's come along. Yeah, it's a very difficult character for me to play. Could you give us a special for today, please? Yeah, yeah, I'll give yeah, you a give special. Yeah, give us a special, please. <laughs> you, are you old enough for a special? <laughs> you know what? You can have it. You can have the special. And the special before anyone jumps to any conclusions, is a midsection injected right into your ear. That doesn't sound that pleasant. This is from <laughs> Luna Umbreon, so already cool name. Introducing Ruin. R-Y-U-N should be pronounced Ruin. Ruin is a dark type gym leader and runs a gym with obstacles, including trainers hidden in the shadows and a maze in complete shadow. The only light source is red eyes that illuminate certain places in the maze and turn yellow to illuminate the whole section of hall as you walk past them. Ruin is a long and skinny girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually what they've written, but I I missed it. Like a millipede. (laughs) The the parents, the parents cry. Gosh, she's a long baby, isn't she? Gosh, she's so long. Come on, love. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Just don't stop pushing. Just continue pushing forever. Giving birth to a clown's handkerchief. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can we take this seriously? Ruin is a dark type gym leader, okay? I'm sorry, yes. Scary eyes. Scary eyes, yes. Ruin is a long and skinny girl with bangs covering one eye, red contacts, and a hoodie with moon phases going down the sleeves. She has black stretchy pants and high black lace-up boots. Her team consists of a houndoom, a bisharp, and a honchcrow. It's a very nobody's business gym leader. Ruin values the power of the night and the stars. Not the moon, despite it being on her sleeve. Oh yeah, no, no. The moon is almost her enemy, I would imagine. <laughs> Too light. Too light. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Luna Umbreon. I just want to say I love this. I love dark types. Houndoons, my favorite Pokemon. I'm so on board with. How is it pronounced again? Ruin. Ruin. Which I'm just hearing a person from Birmingham trying to talk about runes. So it's ruin? just the ruin over there. <laughs> the ruin. I love ruins. Oh, I really hope that she's a brummy. I, really I think she's that. a brummy. I think she's a brummy. Yeah, I think that's it. Would you like to see the dark type? 
<laughs> Hound Doom. Okay. Do we think? Do we think Ruin still has a Honchkrow? I don't think so. Wow. I don't think so neither. That would be I fun. Think... So it's Ruin. So Ruin's part of Team Helsing then. I th- maybe yes I think so oh that's so cool so it's a gym leader Ruin is a gym leader who is part of Team Helsing oh and maybe hunts God. down you know maybe entraps trainers and has a little because nice. um, Luna Umbreon was saying that they do tests like jump out of shadows uh, and you know the shadow maze um, perhaps that's also to test to see if trainers have any latent Pokemon powers maybe those eyes the eyes that are looking it's a, it's a, the whole setup is to unsettle people and put them out of their comfort zone. So you know mm. that's prime poker powers expose. So Ruin actually has a method of drawing out poker powers unwillingly, like a sort of stress test that if you are if you do have poker powers, it's almost impossible to keep them locked in because they put you under so much stress and in, and intensity. Can we just point out that her test is a maze? So is she long so that she can constantly be looking over the maze so that she never gets lost in it? <laughs> is anyone else imagining Gigantamax Meowth? <laughs> yes, a little bit. <laughs> oh, you're just walking around this maze and this, this like long neck is like, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> are you scared yet? Or walk around and say, are you scared yet? Are you scared <laughs> There's a dead end coming up. You've gone <laughs> no wrong. Luna, Luna Umbreon, you've come up with a great character there. And I'm sorry that you probably thought in your head, wow, what a cool, you know. <laughs> we have absolutely ruined it. We've really sort of changed her brand into like comedy, tall woman. Not tall, long. Is she Miranda Hart now? Is that what's going <laughs> <She's> on? <laughs> <laughs> a brummy Miranda Hart. <laughs> um, if Honchcrow used to belong to uh, this gym leader how did Buizel come by it maybe Ruin has a bit of a gambling problem I like that I think maybe rather than Ruin perhaps it was an associate of Ruin perhaps a brother who got into big debt a screw up a screw up brother you know perhaps the person who was meant to take over the gym but actually was so much of a so much of a screw up that actually Ruin was the clear choice um screwing yeah screw (laughs) screwing (laughs) (laughs) And and she's kind of always felt a bit guilty about taking what was sort of destined to be her brother's gym. And Aye. he got into bad gambling debts and she eventually decided that, you know, she'll try and bail him out. Maybe Ruin gave the Honchkrow to Buizel with the plan of like infiltrating the casino and getting the Honchkrow back later. But turns out, oh dear, there's no Buizel. There's no casino anymore. Uh-oh. <laughs> Where's my Honchkrow gone? Oh God. It's with Kenny. <laughs> This mud bath is incredible. Oh, I'm glad. I feel so relaxed. Me husband's never looked so young. Look at your skin, <coughs> darling. It's luscious. I know, I, I look eight. If you'd like to add a character to the midsection, please email criticalditto at gmail.com and we'll butcher your character as well. Ta-ta. <laughs> Get out Thanks, of the spa. disembodied voice. Get out of the spa. Bye. Get out of the spa. <laughs> Hello friends, my name is Jonah Jackson. I'm the Game Master on Quest Company Junior, an actual play RPG podcast that's fun for the whole family. You can join us for fun adventures in our series, Guardians of Greenwood and Postcards from Pearl. are you talking about me? Oh, uh, hey Pearl, yeah, I was just about to tell him all about you. Oh, I wanna help. My name is Pearl, I'm 10 years old. I'm a super cool Pokemon trainer. My best friend is a seal named Sealy. Or, or? I'm 
exploring the Kanoko region to become the very best like no one ever was. Oh, yeah, Kanoko is a brand I'm new region. I'm making a lot of new friends, and I'm trying to take down Team Nasty. Well, those guys are no good. Yeah, they steal Pokemon and turn them into Shadow Pokemon. What the heck? Well, if there's anyone who can stop them. It's a 10-year-old who was raised on a cruise ship. Or, or. Okay, Celia and I are going to go train. See you later. Bye, Pearl. If you want to follow Pearl's adventures, check out Quest Company Jr. wherever you get your podcasts. Quest Company Jr. Fun at the table, fun for the family. Who's that Pokemon? It's Swallet! We move towards the church car, which is adjacent to your passenger car, very close by. The public section, open to the public, this area of the church car, the middle section of the church car which is not where you flew in as a combi. You flew in above that. So you know there is a level above, and you can infer from there being a daycare below you that there is also a, a section below this public section of the church car. The public section of the church car, we've seen it before. A, when we looked through the windows with combi, we saw it in Brandy's slideshow. So we sort of have an idea of what's here. We know there's there's people studying. We know there are small exhibits, public information boxes. The two things that you notice that are either different or worth noticing, you see the small, robed, blonde-haired girl with the insignia who you saw in the above section of the church car with the launcher-like device and the Malamar. She is coming directly towards you with the Malamar on a gurney. There's a couple of paladins around, just moving people out of the way, making sure there's not anyone in the path. And they are wheeling this Malamar out, presumably towards the medical car. As we saw come face to face with the Malamar, a little bit of wee just comes out of Kenny. Just a tiny just the tiniest little bit. Maybe there's a passing of the of the, the two groups. Yeah. The three and they of don't you give us they don't give us by. the time of day, but we're like Oh not my the time God. of day. A couple of paladins are just like, please move aside, please, please move aside. <laughs> um, sorry. From the blonde-haired girl with the freckles, there's just a moment, a momentary glance. A presence I haven't felt since. <laughs> and then she walks off. And then the other thing you see is, Theo, you would know what this person looks like. You would know their clothing. Uh-huh. Um, we know the paladins. Yeah. They wear this these monk-like green robes. We've seen them before. They have their staves, etc., etc. And what do the paladins do, Stu, as a reminder for the, for the audience in the church context? Oh, in the church context. Sorry, I thought you meant their daily routine. <laughs> they I was get like, up. Well, crunches to start with, obviously. Uh, stay active. Practice. Breakfast of pears and figs <laughs> and a small pancake. Oh, that sounds um, lovely. Yeah. I mean, you're crazy for not taking the paladin course, Listen, dear. Really. I don't disagree. Considering it was offered, <laughs> the paladins are the enforcement wing of the church, capable of handling themselves in a, in a fight. They are armed with their own staves and their own Pokemon. They exist to carry out the more strong arm elements of the church. But this person looks like a paladin, but just upgraded pauldrons. This cool gauntlet, which has claws on the end. A belt. On that belt are two big swinging metal balls. Wee. <laughs> nice. I don't, why, why did I give them that? <laughs> why have I given them swinging metallic balls? <laughs> a question we've always do, asked Do you ever ourselves. get those things where, they, where it sounds cool in your head, and then you, and then you say it out loud, and you're like... I, what was what am I doing? <laughs> yes, every time we do this podcast, what is dude. life? Well, anyway, it's out there now. They've got some big swinging balls. I think there's something fun with their hair as well. It's shaved, but there's a small amount of hair left, which is dyed black, and then there's like golden patterns that are drawn into the hair as well. This Theo, you would know. This is a Templar. So this was actually a listener suggestion from Otis, the Templars. Very few of them exist in the world, but this is one of them. You see Templar descending 
to a lower level. So those are the two like weird things that you see. There's a couple of paladins stationed by a door that seems to be leading upwards. They're guarding that area. But what do you three do? All of the things that we're trying to look for need to. You kind of need to look at that layer to be able to see a that Hillary and Kanan have been evacuated or out somewhere on the train roving, and also to rescue that fainted combi that we owe so much to. So you want to go upstairs? Attempt you want to get up yeah. to that prison? There is an opening with seemingly stairs leading upwards, which a few paladins are guarding. They're like taping it up with with church tape. <laughs> you know the church is a non- non-profit, but they do have a couple of items that they They've got sell. merch. they got merch, They've got yeah, absolutely. Merch. One is church tape. Could it be called Seslo tape? Sa- Saslo tape? Slaslo tape? It's not a great one. Okay, it's I'll tell you what. One. Say it really slowly, David, and then we'll speed it up in the edit and it will sound amazing. Great. Is it called Saslo tape? Yes, wow, what a good oh, yeah. pun. Oh, powerful. Wow. Trips off the tongue. Theo is going to attempt to ask these paladins if there's a way of either getting up there and if that fails, to ask if there is still anybody up there. Try and not cause a scene, just have a conversation. Who would like to join me being a paladin? I would love to. I will play Kenneth Mullet. <laughs> no, Ali, I had you earmarked for Brandy. For this scene. <laughs> I'm glad Brandy's not coming with me because otherwise these paladins would be being decked within about five minutes of this conversation starting. <laughs> Please don't waste the slalala tape. We have very little left for this train journey. Excuse me, uh, most learned and uh, most learned. I'm the mostest learned, thank you. We have been approached by a civilian. I know. I'm so sorry. This is not a civilian area. Please join the acolytes who will give you more information about how to join our wonderful order, the Church of Slaslow. That is a wonderful idea, except for the fact that I have already spent a great deal of time in the Church of Slaslo. I was actually an I. What an odd way of phrasing it. Yes, uh, I, I, you know, I just, I'm, I'm very careful about the way I phrase things. You know, always be asking questions and always leave room for lots of questions to be asked. Please permit me to ask you of course. a question. Yes. Oh, this is great. Johansson's questions are... Stupendous. I'm so You're in for a treat. Oh, I can't There's wait. There's no need. There's no need to compliment me. Johnson, forgive me. There is uh, just uh, a, a swelling in my soul that uh, that occurs every time you speak, Johnson. Thank you, Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Johnson and Fanny. <laughs> am I to infer that you were an I and I'm now no longer an I? You are correct in that I am no longer an I, but if I may, the circumstances of my excommunication are. As a result, the results. Ah, always be asking questions what? once I finish my point. That's true. They've got us there. They've got us there. The reasons for my excommunication were a series of mistakes made in the result of capturing one of your prisoners upstairs. And if I can name that prisoner who me and this lovely, strange boy next to me helped to capture, then surely I must have been involved. Hello, I am also here. What what would you say your intention is? Suppose my intention is to use the knowledge that we know Calico to prove that we must be trustworthy enough to the church that they can let us up and check on somebody that we handed into their hands. Okay, if we do a behind the substitute roll, roll plus charm for Theo. Great, so after my level up, I am a zero at charm, which is <laughs> uh, great. Oh, so I got a nine. So you, But you do get one question, so you can ask, how could I get your character to uh, get me upstairs? Yeah. I think Theo can see that actually Johansson likes being the person in control. So if Johansson was to be almost feel like Theo was going over their head and perhaps would 
ask them questions that would get Johansson so irritated that they would take you up themselves to just to prove that they could. Uh, now, Fanny, I, you are still st- still putting that last load tape up, so technically it's not fully sealed. So surely you could allow one person to pass through that portal one last time, just to just to check on the prisoner oh, they handed oh, over oh, to the oh, church. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Of course, I, I am I am bearer of the tape. Yes, of course, but I'm 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 not I'm not in charge here. I'm just. But you look so authoritative. I mean, just just looking at the way that you apply that tape is truly masterful. Fanny is not in charge here. It is I. I am the person who could could in theory take you up if that was such an option. Not Johansson. They were only saying that I look authoritative and that I look more 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 senior to you. It's it's definitely not a comment. Fanny, that was that was an assumption, and I think we all know that in the church we don't assume. We always ask questions, and I'm not assuming that you're in power. I have been able to figure out that you have an authoritative air. That if Fanny thinks that I should pass through this portal one last time before it seals up with Slaslow tape, that, that, that that is the logical course of action. No powerful figure wouldn't let me through this door if if Fanny could see that that is a wise course of action. Isn't that isn't that right? Very wise. Yes. Very. Of course. Yes. Um. I guess yes. No. No. It's not from. It's not a yes from you. It's a yes from me. From Johansson. Yes. Because you know already what's up there, so you must be someone of authority as well. Because I too am authoritative enough to recognise authoritativeness in another, and I thus recognise that in you, and you therefore in me. So please follow me, follow me. We actually have another friend as well. Come on, Brandy. Brandy, Brandy, have you met Johansson? I haven't met Johansson. Are they weird like all these other people here? No, Johansson, Johansson, introduce yourself to Brandy. Uh, hello there, uh, Brandy. My name is Johansson. I'm in charge. Here. Oh, are you in charge here? It doesn't look like you're in charge. It like, looks like they're in charge. No, 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 that's not the case. I am in charge and I will not be questioned by such a silly little girl. Oh, you've really crossed the line there, mate. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Someone, someone's got to hold me back here because Johansson, I'm going to punch you in the Johansson if you know what I'm talking about. Well, well, no, you would not do that because then the paladin... Theo turns to Kenny and is just like, so this is why we leave her behind sometimes. <laughs> Theo, I don't know how, but I found some popcorn out of somewhere. Would you like some? (laughs) Up we go. So Johansson leads you upstairs. A slightly different scene to what we saw previously as the Combi. Kanan is gone. Hillary is there in their cell, looking injured. Looks like they've been badly burned. The acolyte that was on the floor is still on the floor, and Calico and the unidentified female is also still where they were. It looks like there was a sign of some kind of fire-type thing had been released. But other than that, everything else is as you left it. Jason the Combi is on the floor where you fell. The first thing is to scoop up Jason the Combi, in the aim of, at some point, taking Jason back to the medical wing. Jason the Combi is out cold, but easily scooped. Just a little combi. I think this might be the first time that Theo has ever actually touched a combi and uh, tries to restrain their excitement at the experience of finally touching that honeycomb. Theo, what? Why are you sweating? No, no big deal. No, no big deal. No major life moments have happened in the in the process of the last three minutes. Don't mind me. Does Theo have a special combi-shaped capsule on their bandolier? Yeah. Has just been waiting for this one moment. To slot Jason. I'd quite enjoy it to be kind of like you know how in like the manga they have those actual see-through pokeballs, but it's not an actual pokeball. It's just a capsule of a similar design, as in like a capsule that is spherical, like a sort of gachapon capsule that could just kind of keep combi in. Ka-tink! Okay, yes, Jason. Jason the combi is in your possession. Jason secured. 
Chicks insecure. And then I guess my character's interest is going to talk to Hillary. Hillary's lying on this prison mattress. Their long white hair singed. Their skin looks charred. They are breathing. They're, I don't know if they're, they're fully conscious. They're just sort of shivering on this bed. Uh, Hillary, we really have to stop meeting like this. Yeah. <laughs> Hillary? <laughs> Hillary, it's, it's uh, me, Theo. Please don't, don't use it again. Hillary, I'm not going to use anything on you. It's, it's Theo, your, your, your friend. We, we, we met the other day in Pyrenile. I can't see. I'm sorry, I can't see. What What happened to you? I was in a cage. The cage opened and I tried to get out. This girl, she... She, she had this this device, flamethrower. It was unchurch-like. Ah! Was she a member of the church or, or, or was she just... What, what? Who was she? Do you know anything about her? That was Mrs. W. She's one of the four compass points of the church, Theo. By Slaslow, one of the four leaders of the different regions of Formia. Theo's immediate choice is to send Togekiss in through the bars and try and use a... Try and heal at least one point of harm off Hillary. Okay, I guess this is a create an advantage roll. Now, Theo, you can choose if you wish. You can either roll with plus cool or plus, plus your Pokemon's highest stat. Um, or you can choose, if you wish, to roll create advantage with plus... Nothing. But if you do, you double your rewards, so you would heal two harm instead of one harm, and bring Hillary back from from unstable to stable. Um, I'll do that. It's a risk. I'll do that. Let's do it. Let's roll. So I'm rolling two d6 plus zero. Oh no! Oh, it's a bad roll. It's a two. Oh mother oh, mucker! God. Oh. oh no! It's double ones. Even using Togekiss wouldn't have made that a pass. Mark experience. That means I've leveled up. Yay! Togekiss moves into the cell, looking to bring Hillary back from the brink. Even as Hillary's speaking, I think, Theo, you can sort of sense that they're on their last legs. They're losing their vision, their senses are leaving them. And Togekiss goes into the cell and then almost gives you a look, Theo, as if to say, I can't bring this person back, but I can at least make their last few moments somewhat peaceful. And Togekiss drips the life dew down and you see Hillary stop shivering and you see Hillary return to a more placid state. Suddenly there is a smell that wafts through the prison, Theo, that everyone can pick up. Brandy, Kenny, you get a scent of this too. And I don't know if it's Togekiss's tears, I don't know if it's the fact that it lands on one of Hillary's pockets and the, the small baked bun that still resides in there. The, the smell emanating from it grows and dissipates and you just see Hillary take this huge breath, this smell, and you see a small smile form on their face as they exhale for the final time. And Hillary lies still on the bed, seemingly peaceful, but no longer with us. Uh, we are racking up quite the death count, huh? This is almost one per arc so far. This is season two, baby. It's, <laughs> it's gritty. People die. Yeah, sorry. No, I mean, that's that's my fault. In multiple ways, I not only didn't choose to help Hillary against Mrs. W, but then literally killed them. So uh, so I think Theo is, is racked by guilt, uh, even without a world of dice. I think Theo is uh, perturbed. There's maybe flashbacks of the of the acolyte in Slaslow Tower, a similar a similar mm-hmm. moment taking place, another moment of having to do palliative care rather than actually healing. Brandy goes over to Theo as well, just to 
grab grab Theo just by the shoulder. I'm really sorry, but remember we we did help get Kanan out. Don't forget that there's you know, we did summon summon right. This isn't this isn't your fault. Johansson, why don't you come over to this side of the room? Let me show you how much my Dartrix can juggle leaves. Well, I I suppose that that does sound interesting. I wanted him to get out of the way so that you guys could have this moment. I think Theo, uh, to to Brandy's words, uh, gives a gives a curt smile. You're right. I know you're right. I, this isn't our fault. We haven't done anything wrong. But I mean, we're supposed to be doing the right thing, and there's so many casualties. If anyone knows about the the church, it's you. And this doesn't feel like the church that taught my school, and the church that would take in orphans. The church that this this feels way different to that church. There's something going on here that's far more than even the church I thought I knew, and we need to get to the bottom of it for for everyone, and it may be that we've lost another church member, but there was a moment when I used Togekiss at the top of the obelisk that I realised that all of the members of the church who are there to support what I'm trying to do are there with me, and I just think, I guess there's another person's memory I have to do something in the name of. But while we're here, Brandy, I do think it's important that we're here to stop something from Team Nautilus and we have a member of Team Nautilus in front of us. Theo goes over and rattles Calico's cell bars. If I'm going to have to watch somebody who helped me and Kenny out die, I might as well get something out of this trip upstairs. What are you doing here? We just wanted to make sure you were still behind bars. And yet you are. So, you know, good for you. Yes, good for you. Are those tattoos? Have you got tattoos now? Possibly. Are those pecs? Yes, I'm now in a tank top. And I have upper forearm tattoos thank you calico that's me before you were forced out of team nautilus and into this cell by our sheer skill did you know anything (laughs) about an attack on the nidorian express i don't know why i should tell you anything because i haven't got many reasons left to not do something terrible One of Calico's temporary tattoos just falls off. <laughs> it's a really lame, but trying to be cool, scyther tattoo. Like, I cut you up. It peels off. Um, let's let's roll behind the substitute. Is that not a manipulate someone? Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah, this does feel like a manipulate. Thank you, Ali. So roll plus charm. Charm, I'm a zero, and so just roll two d six. Skin of a teeth. <laughs> Nobody else dies today. So um, I rolled a three and a four, which is a seven, which is a mixed success. Okay, so on a seven, they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. I've seen what happens in here, and it's not pleasant. So if I 
agree to help you, you have to protect me. I don't want to be here when any Malamars start probing at my brains. So I think there's some way we can help each other here. If you're looking to stop something from Team Nautilus, maybe I have information. It's really hard to know when you get to the end of a sentence. (laughs) But maybe I don't also have information. Is that the end? The the point is that sometimes... A bargain must be struck. Like the bargain you struck with Adri Fomonsk that ended up with Adri Fomonsk with a scar all over their chest and not with their dad? Fine, I'll just sit here. I'll sit here and rot and you can play your games in the dark and get destroyed by Team Nautilus. See if I care. They'll break me out anyway. I'm sure everybody loves Calico. Stop trying to make that catchphrase happen, Calico. It's just, it's really, it's, it doesn't it, work. No, you're either. right. It needs to be more musical. Everybody loves Calico. Oh, that is catchy. Is that, is that I mean, that is catchier. It's almost cutting through my depression at this exact moment. Calico, if your information is meh, our protection is meh. And if your information is good, our protection is good. So you're letting me join the gang? That In no way was that ever... How did you get that from... Oh, okay, fine. Yes, you could join the gang if your information is good. Ooh. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have all the information, which I'll give to you once you get me out of here. No, we said if what you said was good, then our protection would be good. But if I just tell you it, you'll leave me here. I may be slow, but I'm not stupid. Calico? I absolutely promise you, I will not do that. All right. Well, I have reason to believe there is a Nautilus plant on the train. Oh, what does the plant look like? Is it in bloom? <laughs> I, I, I don't... <laughs> Hold on. It sounds as if you, you think the plant is a... A fruit? No, you idiots. It's a person. Oh, I get it in that context. I I don't think I want your protection. I'm a little confused, but I'll go along with it. How did you ever defeat me? A serious type advantage. (laughs) Yeah, it's a three-on-one situation. I think it was Swaddle that really uh, tipped it over the edge, but I... You have a Swaddle? (laughs) I'm as shocked as you are. (laughs) Are you going to break Calico out out of jail? Calico. Yes? If we took you with us, and I'm not saying we will, but if we did, do you think you could identify a Team Nautilus member on site if you were to see them? Yes. Um, okay, gang. As much as I hate to admit it, if we were able to break Calico out and take Calico with us and walk around this train to try and find this plant, Calico might actually know who the plant is. We cut to Johnson just looking at these juggling leaves like, oh, oh, it's what? Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's just delightful. I mean, maybe now's time for a confuse Ray. Because, I mean, if we confuse Johnson, Johnson could just let Calico out. We then don't have to roll to, like, form some ramen into a key. We could just get Johnson to do everything for us. Then it's Johansson's fault. Yeah. Exactly. Johansson okay. gets his brain eaten out by a Malamar. Okay. We're going for a confuse Ray with the intention of, of misleading Johansson. Yeah. I feel like, is, is Dartrix's leaves going to help Theo in any way? Yeah, you can take a plus one to this roll. 
because my character leveled up, I get to uh, take on another um, skill that was on our character sheets. This one being uh, that for when I roll for poker powers, I don't roll plus weird as we normally do, but I roll pl- uh, sharp, which for Theo's uh, benefit is particularly good because Theo is plus two in sharp and plus one in weird. And you're also getting you're also getting a plus one from old Dartrix. From right? old Dartrix. Plus three. Oh. If this if this goes wrong, I just don't know what the point is anymore. <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> oh goodness me. Oh, terrible rolling about. from oh, David Leasley. Wow. Okay. Okay, so I rolled a three and a one plus a three for a seven, which is a mixed success by the skin of my teethy teeth teeth. Well, I I guess it does work. We just need to work out a glitch. Johnson's more than happy to let Calico out, absolutely. Of course, if we do let him out, he has to take the equivalent of an ankle tag, which is like a Pokemon. That just watches him. An unknown, just with the eye, just focusing the whole time. <laughs> Ooh. Just a skulking unknown. Yeah, that's good, that's good. It's like a kind of ankle tag, so the church always know where Calico is. Okay, okay, great. So Johansson is looking at Dartrix juggling these leaves. I'm feeling such wonder. And loving it, and loving it. I don't know what, what in Johansson's past made them so interested in, in leaf juggling. Um, Thanks for asking, Dartrix. Well, I was five. As a moment in the pretty forest. Wait, what's that powder? Uh, Theo approaches with a bag of powder from their bandolier, and this time unfurls the the confused way we've seen them do many times before with a puff, and it hits Johansson in the face. And there's a moment of sparkly Disney magic as they take on this magical dust, as they become unable to discern what is what is real and what is not, and they hear this blurry Theo-esque voice telling them. We've just heard orders from Mrs. W. Prisoner Calico is to be freed immediately with immediate effect. <laughs> and Johansson hears, feels some nausea, but hears Mrs. W's name, W, and thinks, well, I don't want to double cross her. So starts stumbling automatically towards Calico's cage and puts a key in. Clutung, clutung. Opens the cage. Calico is like, oh my god, it's working. <laughs> um, poor, poor Johansson is stumbling everywhere like, oh, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. But he's still doing it. At the last moment, has a moment of clarity and remembers the, the unknown tag and releases from a Pokeball that is attached to the cage. An unknown. Each cage has an unknown. A you unknown emerges from a ball and locks its eye on Calico. <laughs> Unknown. Fiercely gazes at Calico, and Johansson goes, ooh, ooh, "Yes, unknown. Keep an eye on the prisoner. Apparently, we're letting him go for now, but you have to keep watch as his procedure." And then Johansson stumbles down, and they just sort of fall asleep, bonk, on the floor. But the door is open, and Calico is out. You guys! Oh no. Yay! I regret this immediately. I'm in the gang! Calico is on the team. And now he's prison buff? Well, that's exciting. 
It's the end of the show, so it's time for a few thank yous. I would like to thank Monster of the Week creator Michael Sands, who created the game that Pocket Monster of the Week is based on. You can check out our version of the game on our Discord. I'd also like to thank Braxton Burks and the Materia Collective for the albums Canto Symphony and Johto Legends and Time and Space. And I'd also like to thank Glitch X City for all of their music as well. Sorry, I went into, went into a little bit of game show guy voice. Yeah, yeah, I'm recording this at the same time. Peek behind the curtain. Uh, I'd also like to thank the creators of Pokemon, Satoshi Tajiri and Jinichi Masada for Pokemon. Yeah, it's a little thing that you did. Well done. But I would like to remind everyone, we are a fan-made podcast and not-for-profit and have no affiliation with Game Freak or the Pokemon Company. And thank you for listening. And finally, I'd like to thank David Allen and Stu for keeping on rolling with me, rolling them dice with me. And remember, go catch them all. And by all, and by all, I mean your dreams. I hear you've got a squovid on a surfboard, Tom. Tell us more.